Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Thursday, February the 10th, 2022. Wake up with Ray G. Round two. Of the 2022 Superflex rookie mock on tap today, but Jay, gotta say good morning to you. Gotta, say, I'm gonna say good morning to the people first in the building. Mike, Ethan, Mike, hot damn, Jay, Ricardo, Shane, Joe, new Heisman tier member in the Patreon. What's up, baby? Uh, Luke, Patrick, my girl, Joe, Rico, Bruning, how y'all doing? We appreciate y'all being here. Jay, how you doing this morning, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, I'm happy to be here. Round two. Oh. Uh, round one was a good one. Get that, get what? that, get that phlegm out of there. You, ugh, it's, ugh. Uh, you know, you, 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 sometimes you got to work through it. It's funny, actually, you mentioned that <laughs> because I don't know if you saw the video that Mayo posted where he was doing his intro and he's like, ugh, and he had to just like stop yeah. in the middle of it. Yeah. Big, nice, big outtake. Love to see it. But round two is here. We're gonna have some fun today. Sometimes, sometimes y'all don't see the chaos that happens behind the show. I woke up this morning and it was like 6:25, and then I'm I'm like yelling at my wife. I'm like, "Why didn't you wake me up?" And she's like, "Shit, I barely got up myself this morning." So I get on with Jay. We're trying to get everything loaded up, and it's literally like a race against time because I want to start on time, but I'm like, "Jay, we got to go live. We got to go live." But I think uh, I think we got it done. We might talk about Chris Olave and show Rashad White highlights, but we're gonna work <laughs> through it this morning. It's Thursday. It's been a long ass week. We're happy that you're here. Uh, any any news, man? Any news in the um, in the NFL that popped off yesterday? That so we the need biggest to know news, and I I haven't seen him in here in a minute. Remember our boy Jorgen from Germany used to be in, yeah. in the chat all the time. There's <laughs> yeah. actually was announced today that there's going to be an NFL game in Germany in 2022, in I believe in Munich, where uh, Bayern Munich plays. So mm. that's pretty cool. You know, obviously the NFL trying to expand their international presence. Uh, so that was pretty interesting to see. You know, NFL does the London thing. Now they're going to Germany. I don't know if it's the Jaguars to be going to Germany, but pretty cool to see that an NFL team is going to be going to Germany to play a football game. So I want to give the I want to give the people a little taste of um, what we did last night with the patrons. Uh, I think oof. it was kind of interesting. Uh, what do you mean? Oof. What do you mean? Oof. What do you mean? What are you last night was about? a disaster. Disaster on on La- the back end for me. Uh, well, we, I'm, we sure, went, I'm sure for you it was smooth sailing, but for me, get you it was the so last night we went through the uh, we went through the film grades for these players, and with my film grades, I'm just letting y'all know we went through the running backs. None of that stuff is going to change um, between now through the NFL draft. None of that changes. So I just want to give y'all a, a, a taste of a couple of running backs that I had no clue were this good until you turn on the tape. And they cracked the top 10 just on film score. So it's not based on any analytical profile, no combine, no NFL draft, no landing spot, none of that shit. None of it. Just based off, strictly off of the film. Some players y'all need to go look at. Uh, Deshaun Corbin cracked. uh, He was up there pretty high. 
Ty Chandler was quite high. Zonovan Bam Knight, Damian Pierce, uh, Kevin Harris. So just a couple of names that graded out a hell of a lot higher uh, than we anticipated when we went through it. Really good exercise. Um, and I think we'll have we'll be talking about some of these cats, Jay. Mark my word, after the combine, after pro days, we'll be talking about some of these running backs that people aren't as familiar with. We're going to be talking about them in the second and third round of rookie drafts. It's only a matter of time. This stuff is inevitable. I've seen it happen way too many times. It's going to be super dope. And Shane, I'm with you, man. If you haven't seen Bam Knight, you need to take a look at Bam Knight. Trust me. Take a look at Bam Knight real good. Ely, nah, man. Ely, uh, Ely graded out pretty low for me. Ely graded out pretty low for me. But round two. Rookie draft, right? Rookie mock draft, Jay. Um, you got the list for us, right? I know that's what the people want. Quick recap. Yeah. Uh, you got round one. Who went round one? I mean, I could pull it up if you don't have it right away. But let's go. Let's go I round don't. one. Real. I got. It. Let's go round one. Let's just look at who was in round one. So let's remember this mock, right? Because this was two days ago, and I know you guys probably have the attention span of my child, right? You forgot. Traylon Burks, Brees Hall, Matt Corral, Malik Willis at one hundred four. Kenny Pickett, 105. Isaiah Spiller, 106. Joe can't be happier that because she loves her some Brees Hall. Uh, Garrett Wilson at 107. Kenneth Walker, 108. Sam Howe. Drake London at 110. Jamison Williams at 111. And David Bell cracked the, uh, cracked the top 12. So David Bell cracked the top 12. That's what we did. Let's take a look at the same ADP, right? And, you know, remember when we did this exercise, we showed... Our rookie Superflex ADP, this wasn't like a mock draft. This was average draft position for these rookies and then what happened in mock draft 6.0. So let's take a look at the second round ADP before uh, the Senior Bowl, before last Sunday, and see who was going in the second round and where. So based on the ADP, George Pickens, 201, Kyron Williams, 2-2, Chris Olave, 2-3, Carson Strong, 2-4, Jahan Dotson. Wandell Robinson, Rashad White, Tyler Algier, Brian Robinson, Desmond Ritter, Jalen Weidemeyer. We had a tight end crack the top uh, top 24. And Justin Ross, uh, the once young phenom out of Clemson, coming in at 212. So uh, that was the ADP pre-Senior Bowl, pre-Sunday, all of that stuff. Jay, kick us off with the 201. Who ended up going... Um, 201 in uh, our most recent Superflux rookie mock, and let's talk about him. The forgotten man out of Georgia, wide receiver George Pickens, your 201, a man that I know you've been super high on the more tape you've watched. 6'4", 210, 215 pounds, monster. We saw what he did in Alabama or against Alabama in the championship game, coming off an ACL injury. Ray, what are your thoughts on Pickens? Can he be the monster we all expect him to be? Or is that production profile scaring you off a little bit? Nah, man. So with me, with George Pickens, it, I, there's receipts out there. I think if you go to the Destination Debbie Twitter account, coming into the season, I had him, um, you know, coming into the 2021 season. I'm talking back to spring ball. I had him as a top three wide receiver in the class. It was George Pickens, Traylon Burks, and Garrett Wilson. And unfortunately for GP, Torres ACL before the season got started, which... Blessing and a curse, right? Blessing that it happened so early because he was able to come back and play football this season. A curse for him because he was out of sight, out of mind, while all the other receivers did their damage, right? I, I, I tweeted this out, Jay, and a lot of people took it the wrong way, but understand what I'm saying. As six foot four, 210 pounds, 
George Pickens is sort of the best of what Drake London and Garrett Wilson can do. He's a separation specialist. You see it early and late. He's a really good route runner. You see some of these moves right here. He's got the size. He can make those contested catches. He can run after the catch. The only thing with GP is he didn't play in 2021. Had George Pickens played last season, I guarantee you the conversation would be, oh, he, he he's not wide receiver six or wide receiver seven or wide receiver five. It's wide receiver. He's wide receiver one or two in this class. The 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 catch radius, the size, the run after the catch ability. You're seeing this here on these on these ceiling highlights of George Pickens, but he's an absolute monster man and it's one of those things where it's truly out of sight out of mind we just hadn't seen him and looking at Georgia's team this year right you know who their leading pass catcher was this season must have been Brock Bowers a freshman a true freshman tight end now granted Brock Bowers is a monster if you guys haven't seen Bro Brock Bowers is go if Brock Bowers was in the 2022 NFL draft class he'd be a first round pick and he's <laughs> yeah. a tight end at freshman he is he's incredible but had George Pickens played with Stetson Bennett playing the way that he played with Georgia en route to a national championship, yep. I'm telling you, he the conversation wouldn't be, is he five or six? It'd be like George Pickens is probably wide receiver one or two in this class. So for me, if I'm sitting at the 201, and I think by the time the end of this process rolls around, he you might be talking about him at the 111, 112, 110 spot. He's that good. I think he's one of the most talented wide receivers in this class. And honestly, ACL injuries, while we would prefer our players not to have any type of knee issues, it, it, it's, not, it's not as damning as they were years ago, man. I've got no. no issues. He's back on the field at the end of the season. I still think he's going to get very, very good draft capital. Chance that people are talking about he slides into the first round of the NFL draft. At worst, I think he's going to be a top 64 pick. I will cash that bet. George Pickens at the 201. I love it, man. I'm 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 with it, man. I'm in on that. No, for sure. And like you said, there's a lot of reasons to like Pickens, and especially for a guy who produces such a high level as a freshman, those are the guys you really want to target. The guys that get in action early, early breakouts, and and look good playing in a high competition, SEC games. You know, these are the things you want to see from wide receivers, and Pickens can really do it all. It's just like you said, we haven't seen enough of him lately. And even his sophomore season, he had a bit of a down year with COVID and everything turmoil a bit at Georgia so it was good to see him get on the field you know we didn't think we'd see him I was even worried he may go back not being able to play at all this season but he got on the field showed well especially in the national championship game and now like you said he should easily be a first or second round pick in the NFL I think so I, I he's and everybody's again the best of he's not like Drake London and Garrett Wilson smashed into a super player but I'm just saying that the things that you see Drake London do well at that size George Pickens also can do that, and I think he's a little more refined of a wide receiver than Drake London. George uh, uh, Garrett Wilson with his separation skills, the yak ability, the contested contested catch stuff you see from Garrett Wilson, you get that in a player that's you know six foot four, two hundred and ten pounds. So the high school production is there. I saw him dominate the SEC, and yep. I know it's easy and might be lazy comparison, but if you go back to Georgia when AJ Green played there, they look identical if you put AJ Green highlights on next to George Pickens highlights it looks like the same damn player Pickens just looks a little girthier uh, than yeah. AJ Green did at Georgia but uh, neither here nor there who came off the board at 202 
202 was Notre Dame running back Kyron Williams. Um, a player personally for me that I'm really rising on. If I'm missing on one of those top three running backs, I will be taking a shot on Kyron Williams, potentially in the back of the first or early second, like we saw him go here. Um, George Pickens is a guy who's rising. Kyron Williams is a guy who's rising. It's going to be David Bell, unfortunately, who I think kind of falls below the wayside when it comes to rookie drafts. But you just see this, the, the power in this small frame. The only reason why he's not going to be a highly drafted running back in rookie draft is because he's small. If he was, you know, 5'11", 215, he would be a much higher draft pick because he plays like a player who's that size. It's just that small frame. He can catch passes. And it's crazy to mention, but he is easily the best pass protector of all the running backs in this draft class. It's not even close. And that does matter because that's a player who's going to get in the game, who's going to play a lot in his early seasons. And that's one of the areas that a lot of running backs really struggle. Kyron's not going to have that issue in the NFL. I'm not as concerned about the size as everybody else. I mean, I've seen this guy dominate P5 competition. Uh, he is. It's not crazy. He's the best third down running back in this class, period. Best third down option in this class. And in the NFL where you're seeing these teams utilize multiple running backs and have specialists in these roles, I'm I'm fine with him, man. I, I, I saw it enough. He's the most versatile. I believe he's the most versatile running back in this class. What do I always say? Difference between running back catching passes and a running back being used as a pass catching weapon. You can line Kyron Williams up in the slot. He can play out wide. Notre Dame used him on every single route you can run with a wide receiver. Kyron Williams has done that. The short end routes, the dig routes, the crossers, the screens, the smoke screens, the tunnel screens, the wheel routes. Kyron Williams does it all. And what his pass protection skills are going to allow is for an NFL coach to say, okay, not only can I keep this young man in on the third downs to protect my quarterback, if the defense dictates and they're not sending a blitzer, he can flare out and catch the ball out of the backfield. Yep. You don't need to have a running back that carries the ball 320 times a year to be an RB1 in fantasy. We saw Austin Eckler every damn year he finishes as a top five PPR option, and then you look up in this past season for Austin Eckler was the most career carries he's ever received, and I think it was sub-225. I don't think he went over 225 with the carries, and he was PPR RB3 on the season. Yeah. I, my comparison of, of Kyron Williams is Austin Eckler. I think if he hits his ceiling, you're looking at Austin Eckler. Uh, the production has been there. I'm not concerned about the size. I don't think he's as small as every... If he comes in at 189, 190, yes, I'm going to have an issue. But the same people uh, knocking Kyron Williams for his size are out there touting James Cook, and he played at 190 pounds, and he's not half the running back that Kyron Williams is. He's got an awesome last name, and his brother's fantastic. But if you line up James Cook and Kyron Williams side by side, there's no question who the better running back prospect is, and it's not even close for me i've tweeted it out i've said it kyron williams is my favorite offensive player in this draft class not the best just my personal favorite the skill set what he brings to the table and in my pfg film grades he graded out as rb3 overall for me just based off of the film uh he's got pegged as a high-end rb2 maybe a, you know a, a low end a mid to high-end rb2 on the short end you know a high-end rb3 flex option type I think Kyron Williams is going to be just fine in the NFL. I've got zero concerns, man. Absolutely none. So after Brees Hall, after Isaiah Spiller, for me, I'll let you take Kenneth Walker, you know, at 108, 109, yep. and I'll 100%. grab Kyron Williams at the 202. I'm fine with that, man. That's just me personally. But tee us up with uh, 103. 
203 is Ohio Ohio State (laughs) wide receiver Chris Olave, the number three on his offense, which is just crazy to say because Olave is still an extremely talented receiver. I remember you gave me a lot of flack when I said he's one of the safest wide receivers you can draft in this draft class. And I still kind of believe that to some extent. While I believe there's a ton of talent at the top, I think that Olave is going to be a really solid pro. He may not have the highest ceiling, but wide receiver threes still have value in fantasy. And I think he's got even some wide receiver two upside. He's a player who people have been touting for years. He should have came out last year and he didn't. You know, it's not great when you're the third option in your own roster, but he shows it all. You know, he runs a lot of crossers. He knows how to get open in space. He reminds me a lot of Tyler Lockett. Well, I think the comp doesn't quite justify it. We'll have to see when his speed comes in that. But, you know, that slender frame runs a lot of crossers, catch the ball really, really well, has great feet, sideline awareness. Those are all the things you like to see in a pro wide receiver. And I think a lot of it's going to come in and do a lot of good things and command a lot of targets early. Yeah, I, you know, the funny thing is, I have been, everyone calls me the Olave hater. <laughs> I'm just not as high on him. I'm seeing stuff where he's wide receiver one, wide receiver yeah. two in the class. I think that's a little asinine. That's a little ridiculous. I'm not going that damn far with Chris Olave as the top or the number two wide receiver. But I think he's going to be a solid pro. I think he's just going to be a good pro wide receiver, somebody that you could roll out there and he can give you wide receiver three production, wide receiver two production, and he might have those boom weeks where he pops off for 150 and two and finishes yep. the week as a wide receiver one on the year. Um, I, I'm just not as bullish as others on his, you know, his his mountaintop ceiling, right? I don't think I don't think you're looking at a player who's going to roll out there and be a top 10 option at the wide receiver position at any point in time. When I look at Traylon Burks, when I look at Jamison Williams, when I look at, you know, Drake London, I think those are guys that could crack the top 10, top 12 positional, you know, at, at the wide receiver position in the NFL. I'm not seeing that from Olave, but at the 203, 204, 205, where he's falling in super flex rookie drafts, I think you're getting, you're getting a starting wide receiver um, at a discount, right? And I think that's one of the arguments for fading, uh, you know, some of these. Some people are like, I- I'd rather pass on Drake London in the first or I'd pass on Garrett Wilson at 107, take a quarterback, take a running back, because I know in the second round I'm looking at a Pickens. I'm looking at a Lave. We yep. still have got other wide receivers that we haven't hit on. You know, it's that positional tier value game. You know, do you want to take a wide receiver at 101? As good as Traylon Burks is, as good as he is, is the smart dynasty value play to take your Brees Hall, to take your Isaiah Spiller 101, and then opt for a receiver in round two because we know the caliber of running back in the second round isn't anywhere close to what Spiller and Hall and Walker provide. And I'm not saying that Olave or Christian Watson or, or, or George Pickens can be Traylon Burks but maybe George Pickens could be 80% of Traylon Burks. Maybe those yep. guys can be 70% of Burks, whereas the running back that you get in the second, they're going to be 20% of Brees Hall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at best case scenario, you ain't getting a starting running back out of the gate. So just sort of maybe the argument for not taking a wide receiver one-on-one. And it, again, take who you want. Draft who you want if that's the player you like. But when you're just talking about value, strictly value, 
there's no doubt the two most valuable positions in Dynasty are the quarterback and the running back, especially in Superflex. And there was a comment yesterday that asked, are we going to do single single QB mock drafts? Yes, the next rookie mock we do will be single quarterback, and the second round will be absolutely disgusting, and you'll see what we're talking about. So where are we at? 204, 205? Where are we at? 204. So 204 was Nevada quarterback Carson Strong, um, mm. you know, a player that I've been super high on throughout this whole offseason. I was really excited to watch him play this year. And I don't know, like even with the senior bowl, he didn't quite look as good as I hope. But the thing was strong is that what all I've heard from him and I was listening to an interview with his coach, Jordan Palmer, talking about how, you know, he wasn't fully healthy through the season. He needed 10 months to recover from his surgery. And he came back in force. That's part of the reason why his mobility was limited. But we're not expecting it to be drastically better. But on top of that, the biggest thing for him was that they allowed him to control the line of scrimmage. Not many quarterbacks in college are making reads and changing protections at the line of scrimmage. And Carson Strong did that. And that's one of the reasons why he's a little bit more pro-ready than some of these wide receivers. Still doing a ton out of shotgun, not so much under center. But I think that he's going to, from a mental standpoint, he's a little bit more ahead of the curve than some of these other quarterbacks. And that could be a reason why in the second round he could be a great pick for an NFL franchise. Fantasy purposes, we'll see what that ceiling is without the rushing ability, but I'm loving what I'm seeing from Strong from a talent standpoint. And the arm, you know, he's going to make the throws. It's not as strong as we hoped, but he's still got a pretty damn good arm overall. Yeah, you know, he was a shocking one because I really thought, you know, going into Mobile, I was like, oh, there's no doubt. He's going to he's got the strongest arm. He's he's the biggest, you know. First of all, he's 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 much, he's shorter than he was listed because I believe can you look up what Nevada has him listed as? I think they had him listed yeah, yeah, at 6 up. foot 6. To check his check his uh height and weight for me, but I know he came in at 63 like 220. So I, I I'm almost positive he was Maybe two, three inches shorter than what Nevada had him listed at. So he was not nearly six four, two fifteen. Okay, so they had him so not as bad. Okay, I thought they had him at like six five, six six. Yeah, so he's six three, um, two something, two twenty something. I thought he was gonna have this cannon of an arm and he didn't. I, I think I think Sam Howe's arm was bigger, at least from what we saw, and then according to some of the GPS tracking, uh it, it didn't have that type of velocity that we thought. A little worrisome because if all you're going to do is stand back there and deal, he's still accurate. But the deep ball was bad on Carson Strong for a lot, a lot of um, you know, a lot of the practices in Mobile. But he's going to have an opportunity to do a lot of good stuff at Pro Day. You know, those are quarterback dreams because everything is scripted. He's throwing to Romeo Dubs and his Nevada wide receivers. He knows every throw that's coming. It's like a ballet. It's a rehearsal. You practice it. You run the throws. You run through the drills. And there's only a few off-script throws that NFL teams will ask you to do. You know, what is this, 205? Where are we at, 205? Now we're at 204. Well, Carson Strong, 204, right? So, so, it's, so, it's so, wait, spot so I mean – I don't know if I'd take him at 204, man. I don't know really? if I would take him at... Yeah, I, I don't know if I would. And I know I just talked all this shit about value, but I don't know if he's the value that I want to bet on. And real quick, I saw somebody ask a comment about... Um, Let me just say this. Somebody asked a comment about a breakdown by Isaiah Spiller. It was worrisome. Advice to everybody listening. Here's some advice. Every year, people... Different analysts are going to have opinions on players every year. Differing opinions. Um, some analysts are going to like a player. Some are going to hate a player. Like even the great Jamar Chase. There were some people who didn't like him, right? Literally. And I'm not talking about dislike him and had him at wide receiver two. Like that, that's fine. Some people had him at wide receiver five, wide receiver six, right? 
Like, so when I'm looking at other people's opinions on the players, I, I don't know how to say this. I appreciate their work, all of that, but I don't give a shit. I, I don't care what somebody else says, right? I've done the work. I've done the research, and ultimately, the NFL is going to tell us what they think about these players. If Isaiah Spiller is drafted in the sixth round, I'm out. I'm out. But if he goes round two or round three, as we project, I don't care what anybody else thinks. They've got their process, and they run it through this model and do all of that. I've watched him for three years at Texas A&M, do what he did in the SEC. The film checks out. He's 20 years old. He gets drafted in the second or third round. I don't care what anybody else says about a player. Um, great information. Love the reads. Love the videos. Entertaining shit. But it has zero bearing on what I think about somebody. Zero. So that's that. Um, but I appreciate the comment. What's uh, 205? What we got? 205 is Kentucky wide receiver Wandale Robinson. Um, you know, a guy that you've been a little bit nervous about because we saw that picture floating around of him and Rondale Moore. We're worried about ultimately what his size is and how he looks. But overall, the dynamic ability of Wandale Robinson is what's going to get him drafted extremely high, I think, in rookie drafts and in the NFL draft. It really just comes down to is what is his size and can he play the way we want him to play in the NFL. Um, Ray, what are your thoughts on Robinson? You know, a transfer from Nebraska finally was able to show his ability with Will Levis at the helm. Uh, excited to see he came out because I was worried he would stay with Levis for another year, but curious to see where he lands and ultimately how he gets used in the NFL. Um, you're looking at, you're, you're looking at my concerns right now that you're, you're, <laughs> you're looking at my concerns. Um, I like Wandell Robinson a lot. I think he's dynamic as hell. I think he's explosive. I love it. If he's five foot seven, I'm out. I'm sorry. I'm out. I am done with the small, can't play X, going to be delegated to the slot wide receivers. Like, I'm just out. I'll let my league mates take Wondell Robinson. I think he's a fun player. I think he's an exciting player. I don't think he's the, the dynamic athlete that Rondell Moore is, I, I just don't, the same reason I think Calvin Austin had the most, one of the most, if yeah. not the most impressive wide receiver performance in Mobile, but if you're 5'7", 175 pounds, and 180 pounds, I'm out, I'm out, man, and yeah, my, yeah, I'm done. Said it. I, I, I can't do it, man. I've, I've learned my lesson betting on that. Like, if, if they become a Julian Edelman Wes Welker, like, and I, and I go back to Steve Smith. The difference between Steve Smith and these other guys is Steve Smith at five foot eight, five nine. Somehow he was able to play X. He played on the outside X. That's that's the position that Jamar Chase plays. That's what Calvin Johnson played. That's what Des. Bre they played X. Number one option. I'm the guy. I'm lining up against the top corner. I'm the number one read on an offense. Steve Smith, the fact that he can do it blows my mind, right? Just insane. Especially when, and he played in an era where DBs can be even more handsy. But if yep. Wondell Robinson is five foot seven, man, I'm out. If he's five eight, I'm not as, I'm, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like he needs to be, they got him listed at what, five ten? If he's five yeah, ten, I'm all right. But uh, I, I doubt he's five ten. I doubt he's five ten. If he's five foot seven, I don't care how he play, you know, I, I love him, man, fun player. But for fantasy purposes, I'm, I'm done banking on that archetype of receiver. 
call it lazy analysis, call it what you want. But um, if all you're going to be asked to do is catch those short area targets and try to out-yak the NFL, and I thought if there was any wide receiver that can out-yak the NFL, it was Rondell Moore. I mean, his short shuttle, crazy time. 40-yard dash, sub 4-4, 40-inch vertical leap, freak athlete, dominated early in a P5 conference. Didn't and matter. Dude, and it did not matter. It, he, had, he had less than 450 yards receiving this year. Um, like Wandale Robinson, but I, I'm out if he's if he's five foot seven, five foot eight. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, just just so you guys know, the major thresholds that you want wide receivers to hit in most in most of the time, it's about five nine and 180 pounds. When you get under 180 pounds, that's when receivers start to hit those bust level potentials. The Tavon Austins and like some of these other guys, like Brandon Cooks is a perfect example. I believe he is exactly five foot nine or five ten and 180 pounds. Those are thresholds you want wide receivers to hit. And just for instance, I looked up Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore listed 5'10", 178. Basically there, you know, a player who's small, but just right. just big enough, just right, big to where enough. He can be, can be a, re- a good receiver in the NFL. The next guy, hold another on, hold guy on, was – Real okay. quick, and I agree. Like, if you're, gonna, if you're going yes. to draft somebody like that, have a plan, right? Like, have a legitimate – it didn't – First of all, it didn't seem like Arizona knows how to to work with tweeners in the first place. Like Isaiah Simmons, yep. Rondell Moore, they probably need to leave just uber athletic tweeners alone. Um, yeah, man. If if uh, if and, and Elijah Moore runs the X, that's the yep. thing. If you're gonna be little, I can't just rely on you to be a slot dude. So Wandell, he's somebody that the good thing is he's an early declare, right? So that means he he's got <laughs> enough information that he's good enough to go. If Wondell Robinson checks, even if, give me 5'9". If he's 5'9", I'm all right. Like, I'm, I'm good. But if yeah. he's 5'8", five, 5'7", five, I'm out, man. I'm out. All right, sorry. Go ahead. 206 is uh, another guy with size concerns, at least from you. I haven't heard this other places, but you maybe you're spreading some fake news again. I hope not. Oh, gosh. But Jahan Dodson, wide receiver out of Penn State, is a guy that you've claimed has some size concerns. He was drafted at 206 in this mock. I don't know what he's listed. I believe he's listed at 5'11", probably 190, 95 pounds. But to your point, he's a slender guy. Like He doesn't have the frame that you expect from an X. But kind of like some of these other wide receivers, you see him make these spectacular catches. This highlight reel is just his touchdowns. Like every single touchdown this guy makes is spectacular. And so you see the hands. And more importantly, I think he's going to have a larger catch radius than we expect for someone his size. And so playing in the Big Ten, I think I'm still in on Jahan Dodson. Well, like you said, they'll see what he ultimately checks in at. But I think he's going to be just good enough to where I'd be willing to take a shot on him. So word is, and this was just rumor mill floating around the Senior Bowl, um, he just, rumor is he wanted to control his narrative. I think Penn State has him listed at 5'11", 180 something, 5'11", 183, 5'11", 185 for Jahan Dotson. Um I like him, man. Like, he just made plays every time, even from before this season, last season, two seasons ago. And then there were some, like, questions about his speed. Penn State's done a good job at, at these wide receivers, man. Chris Godwin, K.J. Hamler. I like Jahan Dotson a lot. Rumor was he's not 5'11". He's more like 5'9", 180, which not great, but he's. it looks like he has long arms, I think yeah. he's smooth as hell, man. And he's got the speed, right? Like, I, this was the player I was like, yo, if he goes to the senior bowl, he's going to absolutely tear it up, man. He's going to light everybody up. And he's getting first-round projection, right? He's getting first-round projection. 
Yeah. I look at this is just the eye test. I look at Jahan Dotson's five eleven, and I look at Wandell Robinson's five <laughs> ten. They ain't the same, man. That ain't an inch difference between those two. Um, as long as Dotson five nine five ten. The weight, not as concerning for me. I think Devonta Smith sort of put that shit to bed this season. Um, yeah. I, even Jamar Chase, as big as he plays, he's 200 pounds. He's not some monster, you know, 225-pound wide receiver. I really don't. As long as he's 5'9", 5'10", I'm okay with it. We see Marquise Brown at 5'9", he can go play the X, which is good, right? He can play the X. Uh, I like Jahan Dotson. I think he's really talented. But the rumor is he avoided the senior bowl because probably not as tall as Lee was listed, maybe not as heavy as listed. He wants to control the narrative. How do you control the narrative? Do it at the combine. At least after he measures in, he can go run the 40. He can go do the jumping testing drills and say, even though I'm 5'9", I ran a 4'4", I jumped 40 inches, my broad jump was 11 feet. Like he can control the narrative, do the drills. I like Jahan Dotson a lot. All right. So you want it ready to move on now? Yes, sir. At 207, mm-hmm. senior bowl legend, senior wide legend. receiver, Christian Watson. Christian out of North Watson. Dakota State University. We don't, we don't even have highlights on Christian Watson. Um, we should have just pulled, we should have just had some uh some some senior bowl highlights, but Christian <laughs> Watson, go ahead, man. Go ahead. So I gotta be honest, Ray. I haven't seen a lot of Christian Watson. I haven't dove too deep into the tape. He's a guy that wasn't on my radar like a lot of people, but I'm seeing a lot of very smart people say a lot of great things about Christian Watson. He's quick, he's huge, he dominates routes, which we did see in a lot of senior bowl clips. And importantly, it's like this guy continues to improve year after year. And I get that people wanna see a guy produce early and often, but we've seen plenty of guys have late breakouts And Christian Watson, whether he's doing it through the air or on the ground, continue to improve, get better and get better and get better. And now seems like his time to shine. Does that mean I think he's going to be a high draft pick? I don't know, because at the end of the day, there's I counted eight wide receivers already in this draft that have been drafted over Christian Watson. And those are guys I think are easily ahead of him as far as speed, size, ability, all is concerned. And then there may be some guys behind him. And so. You wanted to place a bet with me because you're you're betting on Christian Watson. You know, you're prisoner of the moment. You're at the senior bowl, you're seeing how he's playing. Talking shit. All right. And now you're ready to place a bet with me on Christian Watson. So why don't you tell the people where you're at with Christian Watson and then tell them what our bet was? We got a hundred dollar bet. Christian Watson's gonna be a top sixty-four pick. Hundred dollars. Me and Jay, Jay thinks it's asinine, he thinks it's crazy. This is what I think. I think that most people are so close-minded to the reality that he's what the NFL is looking for, man. He's 6'4", 210 pounds, and he's going to run a 4'4", and potentially sub 4'4". He goes to the Senior Bowl with every NFL head coach, GM, scout, exec, and they all said that dude's a top, he's a top two-round pick, if not a first-round pick. When you look at these wide receivers, the same question marks that we're talking about, Wondell Robinson, 5'7", 5'8". Uh, uh, Jahan Dotson, 5'9", 180. Uh, uh, George Pickens, ACL. Uh, David Bell, maybe not great at everything. Like, team, this is what they want. Like, And this is what I'm trying to tell you. Like, I get it. You haven't heard the name. You haven't seen NDSU. But it ain't the first time a small school wide receiver has gotten hype. And North Dakota's, they, they've done a good job, some of these FCS schools, yeah. of putting... 
uh, NFL talent, Dallas Goddard, first round pick out of goddamn South Dakota, wherever he came from. Where where did where did Dallas Goddard come from? South Dakota State, first round pick. You know That's what I'm saying? Question. Yeah, I, I think, think he was South Dakota State. Yeah, South right. Dakota State, first round pick. If you go back and watch Trey Lance, you will see Christian Watson fly off of the screen. I get it. Doesn't have the production. Didn't in an FCS school. But when you show up against your D1 counterparts and decimate, like just dismantle them from start to finish of the senior bowl, and then you're going to go to the combine and you're going to run very fast and we already know you have got accurate measurements, all that's going to happen, you guys, is the stock is going to do this. Love her to hate it. That's what's going to happen. By the time the NFL draft rolls around, I will bet anybody out there, Five dollars, because it's too many of y'all to bet a hundred with. I ain't got bread like that. He's gonna be a top sixty-four pick. Anybody wants that bet? DM the Wake Up with Ray G, Wake Up TV uh, Twitter account. Say Ray, I want that bet. Let's do it. Five dollar bet. And if it's only a couple of people, I might make it ten. I might buy you a lunch, or you're gonna buy me a lunch. Um, if uh, and I eat salads for lunch, so my lunches are cheap. Um, buy you a lunch on that bet. He's gonna be a top sixty-four pick. I- I'll cash that to the bank, man. Like unless. He gets injured between now and the NFL draft. He's got a, I'll say this, he's a, got a better chance. If you talk about percentages, percentages of being a first-round pick are higher than him falling out of day two, and I'll put it like that. He's got a higher chance of being a first-round pick oh. than he does having being a day three pick, and I will cash that to the bank. Believe it, man, and when it happens, everybody that's thinking I'm crazy – Come back and holler at me and say, GQ, you were right, dog. I'm sorry. So, and you, because you don't like yeah. to pay up bets, you're going That's to not true. Don't tell, don't, don't tell the people that what You're going to PayPal me my money live on this show once he's a top 64 pick. Who's the, the next Steph one? Curry bet, I owe you. We, we know this. But you also bet me for Tua. And Tua disappointed you a little bit again. Next so pick. Don't, Let's go. We got to go. One one. You're going to pay me my money live on the show. $100 confirmation PayPal. U.S. dollars. I don't want that Canadian shit. U.S. Okay. dollars after he's a top 64 pick. Who's the next guy? 208 is Tyler Algier, the running back out of BYU. A guy that we in our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash prospect talk, are loving lately. Uh, we did a film session on him, what, probably like a month ago now. And you just see the size and footwork for a guy his size is one of the things that really stands out. You don't see a lot of guys his size have the footwork that he has. And that's one of the reasons why I really liked him. I know you really liked him for that same reason. He has tons of production. Two years, he's just been a dominant force at BYU. I'm loving everything I'm seeing. And the other thing that surprised me, too, is he's a pretty good pass catcher. You know, you don't see a whole lot of pass catching for some of these bigger guys. But Algier is going to be serviceable. You know, he's a guy who can catch 30, 40 passes a year and provide some of that PPR value while still being a bit of a hammer. And in this second round, you know, I was looking at him. I was looking at Rashad White. And I just think that he's the guy that has more lasting potential and a higher ceiling than Rashad White. Because I just don't know if Rashad White can be a primary back, where I know that Algier can do that. And if you look at this play, look at him run down this guy and give him the Thor hammer to smack that ball out. Um, I just love the way he plays, and I think he's going to be a a high pick, third rounder, and be uh, really good for uh, an NFL franchise. He's a top 10 guy for me at the position. Um, it's, It's funny because he and Abram Smith both played linebacker in college and converted to running back. And... The good thing about that is uh, he and he and Abram Smith. I don't know if I said Ty Smith or Abram Smith. Abram Smith. You're good. The good thing about that is 
These are two dudes that you can lock it in. From day one, they're going to be active on game days. Because of his ability to play on special teams, he played linebacker. And unlike Abram Smith, who checked in at 211 pounds, I believe, a lot smaller than he was listed at, or I thought he would be having played linebacker, Tyler Algier is all of 220. I mean, this dude is he, and he's fast, man. To be that damn big, that fast, he's got really good feet. Like in my film grades, his home run speed was higher than higher than Isaiah Spiller. I think he's a faster running back than Isaiah Spiller. He's got deep speed. That his... His 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 agility package isn't all that. He's a no nonsense north and south runner. But the difference between him and like a Zamir White is the fact that he can catch the ball. He does have soft hands, and they actually utilized him in some creative ways as a receiver. Yep. I I think there's a world. I think if you're asking me, I think he's going to be a third round pick, which I'm. That's great draft capital for a running back. If you're drafted on day two, second or third round, that's money. For an RB, that probably gets you an opportunity to play. I'm a big fan of him, man. I, I, I Listen, BYU, they hit one with Jamal Williams. And I know Jamal Williams isn't some world beater at running back, but he's a usable or was. You know, there were, he had moments where he's a usable fantasy option. I think Algiers yeah. got that with maybe a little bit more because I think he's a little better of an athlete than Jamal Williams coming out of BYU. I'm in on Tyler Algier. I love him. Um, to get another running back like this at the two, where are we, 207, 208 spot? 208. That's, that's money, man. I'm loving that. And Walt asked who's, um, whose mock is this? It's a mock that we did, the Destination Devi crew, Prospect Talk crew, myself, uh, Jay Rich. So if I say the names, you don't know the guys anyway, right? So these are, <laughs> these are sharp minds making this pick, so even though you think whoever took Christian Watson is crazy. These are sharp minds making this pick, or at least we like to think we are. Um, and, yes, Tyler Algier has self-reported a 4-3-9. <laughs> if he cracks – listen, I'm giving him – he cracks 4-4. If he cracks sub four five five, if he runs four five five and lower at two twenty, speed score is going to be ninetieth plus percentile. That's insane, insane yep. stuff. All right, who's up? At two oh nine, we have Cincinnati running back Jerome Ford, who's a bit of a surprising pick for me here. I don't have Ford rated as high as some of these other guys. Um, like I just mentioned, Rashad White is a guy I would take Jerome Ford over. But you know, he's a guy who kind of came on late because he was at Alabama. No highlights one, for one, Ford either. No highlights yeah, for Ford. This dude's Twitter presence is embarrassing. I mean, Wait, I got more going, followers going, than keep him. Going, keep but going. either way, I, I do like what Ford does. I just don't think he's going to be a great running back in the NFL. And because I don't believe he's going to be a great running back, I don't think that I would be drafting him even in the second round. Third round, you know, you want to take a shot on him. He's a decent runner. He can catch some passes. You know, we saw him drop that one pass in the uh, SEC or sorry, in the semifinal game. He's fine. He, he's a fine running back. I don't think he does anything exceptionally well. Ray, what are your thoughts on Jerome Ford? Yeah, I called him a, a potential sleeper guy that has some top five upside, especially coming out of the senior bowl, how he performed, how he checked in. Cincinnati, I'm almost positive they had him listed at – go check his height and weight at Cincinnati. I'm almost positive they had him at 220, like 5'11", 220. And then I believe he checks in at the senior bowl at 5'9", 209. What do they have him listed at Cincinnati? Um, I, I'm almost po- yeah. Pull it up. I'm almost positive. Five eleven, two twenty. It's like a standard weight. Same as yeah. Tyler Algier. Yeah, same as Tyler Algier. He's same size as Algier, and then he checks into the Senior Bowl. I believe it was five nine two oh nine. 
he ain't 5'11", 220. I mean, standing next to him, I was damn near bigger than him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's a little wider because he plays, but not very big, man. Um, Sort of a forgotten. He just, he looked okay, man. He's got, I think he does have very good speed. He's a track guy. Ran 10-5 in high school. He can move, right? I think he's a complimentary back, dude. I think he's just, I think he's a, I think he's a complimentary guy. Um, I, just watching the film, he graded out way lower than I thought he would, man. Like looking at my RB uh, film ranks, I got, if I'm being honest, I got Kevin Harris, Brian Robinson, Zamir White, Algier, Pierce, Knight, Corbin, all ranked ahead of him amongst the top guys. I just think he's a guy. I, I wouldn't be taking him right here. Um, yeah, no thank you uh, on Jerome Ford. I'm kind of out on Ford. I think he's just going to be a complimentary guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, and that's why for me at 210, I'd much prefer Rashad White. And the main reason why is because I love his receiving ceiling. As much as, you know, we want those primary running backs, some of these guys in the back of the second, you can get a good receiving back who's going to be a capable pass catcher, can still run the ball between the tackles. He was really successful at Arizona State. And that's one of the reasons why I really like him. You know, I talked about how Algier can kind of be that hammer and catch passes. Rashad White, for me, is kind of the opposite of that. He can catch passes really well. He runs good routes. We saw him running angles. We saw him running routes yeah. against linebackers in the senior bowl, looking great, catching passes. He's not going to do as much, I think, between the tackles, but he was extremely successful. For me, it's the Pac-12. I just don't trust the competition. And, and is, you could run for six yards a carry. We've seen running backs do that, go to the NFL, and don't look as good. But I know that he can catch passes. I know that he can beat linebackers. And that's the reason why I do like him and think he will be successful in the NFL and why at 210, I'm fine with Rashad White here. I think he's going to be a capable running back. Like you mentioned, kind of a complimentary guy. Hopefully he can learn pass pro to be able to play on third downs consistently and he can be a good pro for an NFL franchise. See, I think he's got the upside to be a starter. And, you know, if I'm if if the Atlanta Falcons take him like in the third round, uh, yeah. You know, third round, fourth round. I think Rashad White has the talent and the skill set to be a starting running back. Like, legitimately, man. Legitimately. I, uh, I'm i in on Rashad White. He's the uh, the Chris Olave version of running backs. He's smooth, right? <laughs> you watch Chris Olave, and it's like, this dude is smooth. He's going to be a baller. Uh, he's a top five running back for me. He is got the size, you know, you know, talking to him, mm -hmm. standing yeah. next to him. He's got the size. He checked out this, what Arizona State had him listed at. He came in very close to Rashad White. Like it came in almost on par with what Arizona State had him listed at. Um, he's a top three receiving back in this class. He's actually really good between the tackles. He breaks a lot of tackles. Um, his 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 inside rushing agility is good. He's yeah. got that one cut dead leg. I like Rashad White a lot. I think if this is totally different play style, but you know how Ramondre Stevenson got picked in the fourth round in New England? And yeah. then like you just saw it happening, like this dude's going to get an opportunity. Yeah. If the Atlanta Falcons took him fourth round, remembers the start of day three, they take Rashad White, the first, you know, their first pick on day three. I, I think it's a matter of time before he usurps Mike Davis and then he starts to take some carries away from Cordero Patterson. I would love Rashad White, top of the fourth to Atlanta, even to, to Miami. I'm a big fan of White. I, I like him a lot, man. He can move. He can run. He's a good running back, man. Very good running back. Okay, so at Who 211. Pick, wait, whose pick was huh? that? Was that my pick? Who made that pick in the draft? That, I think, yeah, that was your pick, actually. That was my was pick. pick. I took he, Rashad he fell, White. He fell to you. You're lucky. I know what I'm doing, baby. I started. He was like Christian off. Watson, two oh seven. I mean, this is just yeah, what happens. I took, I took Rashad White. All right, where are we going? 
211 is a dude whose highlights I need you guys to seriously watch because as I pulled them yesterday, I was like, God damn, this guy is a dude. And it's Justin Ross, the wide receiver out of the Clemson. It's scary to think what his upside could have been if he stayed healthy. Um, we know that he had the neck, I think it was a neck surgery yeah, and, and spinal. some spinal injuries. Yeah, yeah. Stuff that's very scary from a football perspective for guys who Ooh. get hit on a regular basis. Man. But for a dude who just has raw talent and ability, Justin Ross is every bit of that. Now, to be fair, you see Trevor Lawrence throwing a lot of these football because it's a little <laughs> bit of older, older highlight. But every catch, body control, size, speed, ability to get deep, run the intermediate routes, like Justin Ross really can do it all. And if you want to take a shot on a guy who's late second, early third, honestly, this might be the dude because – if he can hit, and there are the injury concerns, he could be a dynamic force, like top five, top three receiver in this class level good. Because that's just what he showed as a freshman. It just, he had the injuries, he had the concerns, but you see the play, you see the ability. It's just all there for Justin Ross. I mean, another one of those guys, even more out of sight, out of mind than George Pickens, right? I mean, you got, this yep. is this is twenty what 2019 film that we're watching. Yep. I mean, I'm just... I'm I'm listening to you and I'm just looking at yeah Justin Ross was that dude. I mean he was he was pegged to be one of the top receivers like even after his freshman year we were like yo once he comes out he's going to be the guy. Those injuries are just scary man, like scary, right? Look at this. Golly, Justin Ross. I mean look, if the NFL medical people say he's fine, if they check him out and they draft him, then he's fine, man. I, Jay, I can't even I can't even do the show because I'm just you, I'm like, you, the thing is yeah. you can't discount Justin Ross because of his draft capital. He's not going to get drafted in the first round or maybe even the second round because of the injury concerns more than likely, even if they check wow, out. Man. But you just need to remind yourself that this ability is in him if he can somehow bring it all the way back. And, you know, there's always a chance that's not going to happen. But again, this is a guy that you're getting an injury discount on, and the ability is all there. And, and that's why, in some respects, it's going to be difficult for me not to take a shot at some point on Justin Ross because you saw it on the tape. You saw it in the highlights. You know, we, we talk about ceiling. Have we seen better highlights throughout both of these mock drafts than what we saw from Justin Ross as a freshman at class? Yeah, I mean, it's just the injuries, man. You know, like that... That spinal neck stuff is scary, you know? Mike Williams yeah. had that coming out of Clemson. Here's my thing. Again, I said this at the beginning of the show. When I'm looking, maybe I maybe this is a little too tad, a little tad bit too high for me, but when you're, especially in this class, when you're talking back, second, third, fourth round picks, there's something, something is going to be wrong with these players' profiles. Something, whether it's production, injury, Something is that's why they're, we're not talking about them in round one. That's why we're not talking about them at the top of round two. So all I'm looking at at this point is the skill set, the talent. If this player gets an opportunity to play, does he have the skill set to go get it? The answer to that question is yes with Justin Ross. I DJ Uyangagale was terrible, terrible. Uh, the, the the once touted number one overall pick locked and loaded in 2023 looks like he might be an undrafted free agent. I mean, just not good at all. He is terrible. Did not help Justin Ross. But there are a lot of people who are still hiring his talent. For me, the injury is just that. It's, it's scary. But, I mean, what are you really missing out on? You take Justin Ross over 
Jalen Tolbert, you're taking him over. John yeah. Mechie, who's injured, you're taking him over. Romeo Dubs, like, he's got the highest ceiling if he hits. So uh, I don't hate it, man, but uh, just a little scary. Yeah, and at 212 to round out the second round, we have Abram Smith, running back out of Baylor. I believe he had like 1,600 yards. Yeah. Broke the touchdown record at Baylor. Converted linebacker, like just a wild story. To hear all these running backs converting to linebackers, just again, these are just guys that are just really phenomenal athletes. And and but Abe Smith, he looked good at the Senior Bowl. I, I, I'm still not convinced on him. I don't think he's fine. Like he's he's a guy who could maybe be a little bit of a thumper. But I don't think I want much of him in rookie drafts. Like if I'm comparing a Justin Ross ceiling to an Abram Smith ceiling for similar cost. I just don't think I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there. And Bruning is touting his guy because he I'm pretty sure he's the one who took him in this draft, taking Abe yeah. Smith. Even though I didn't have a graphic for him, even though we didn't have any highlights, he had to make sure that Abe Smith got into this into this rookie mock in the second round. Yeah, I have him graded out. Um, I graded him out as a uh, sixty three point seven eight, which means that puts him as an average backup with with some type of upside, right? And I think that's what Abram Smith is, man. I think he's a backup running back in the NFL that has a little bit of upside. Um, I think he's got really good vision. He's a patient runner. Uh, he's got good contact balance. His agility package is weak. He was not going to make anybody miss in a phone booth. When he gets in the open field, he kind of sees green, runs to green. I think he's got good speed, not great. We don't really see him catch the ball. He's just a guy, in my opinion. Um, I like him, but sometimes I think we force ourselves to like prospects more, and I'm not going to like overly like him because I know any other year this dude's like RB22 in the class. You know what I mean? Um, and even now, we're talking about him as what? The the 10th running back off the board, something like that? Um, I think something like eight, right? And eight, even uh, Neil yeah. said in the comments, like Damian Pierce is a player I would take over abram smith i just yes. believe in the skill set much yeah. more i would right? take damian pierce over him i would take zonovan knight over him yep. um, i would take brian robinson over him some other yep. running backs that i would take over him uh you know th then i'm then i'm thinking about abram smith i'd probably take abram over jerome but i like Deshaun corbin a little bit more i like ty chandler yep. i even like zamir white a little bit more yeah zamir white for smith. sure um but listen you're at the 212 spot get your guy at this point, just go get your damn guy. And no, we didn't even have we didn't have a graphic nor highlights for uh, <laughs> Abram Smith. Just did him dirty. So let's recap the second round: George Pickens, Kyron Will, and, and and there's cutoff points, man. I think there are clear tier breaks in this class. But 201: George Pickens, Kyron Williams, Chris Olave, Carson Strong, and Wondell Robinson. Your top five: Jahan Dotson, Christian Watson, the NDSU riser at 207. Tyler Algier, Jerome Ford, and Rashad White, 206 through 210. And then the final two picks, Justin Ross, Abram Smith, uh, getting some really good values um, at that point in time. Just some players that we didn't mention um, that just sort of missed the cut. Brian Robinson, uh, Damian Pierce missed the cut. Uh, you know, Zonovan Knight. Jalen Tolbert, we'll Tolbert, I think we'll be talking about those guys. And at the wide receiver position, you said Tolbert, John Mechie, Sky Moore is somebody I think yep. I would like to have over Abram Smith. Um, I think Justin Ross Moore, I look at, is probably a nice little pick right there. But that's uh, that was our two-round Superflex rookie mock draft version 6.0. 6.0. We will yes, do a single quarterback rookie mock next, or y'all will do a single. No, we'll do it. But y'all are going to do a mock. <laughs> We're going to do a one. Uh, next week, probably, 
where you all mock. We will put the link up maybe five, ten minutes before we get the show going. Maybe five, ten yeah. minutes before we get the show going. We'll start the draft before the show goes live. That way when we come on, hopefully the first round is done. We can run through it, talk about how terrible the picks are, how much y'all don't listen to me, how much you don't follow me. I can tell who's tapped into the Prospect Talk Patreon and not. And we will just mock your guys' mocks. So we will do that probably sometime next week. So make sure you're tapped in for that. Uh, we appreciate you guys tapping in. We've got some really, really big news coming that we hopefully will be able to announce um, sometime next week. Um, but we just yes, appreciate sir. the comments. We appreciate the feedback, the engagement. Had a ton of likes yesterday. Subscribe to the show. Like, tell your friends about it. We got some giveaway stuff we're going to do with you all. And uh, anything else you want to leave the good people with before we get out of here? Subscribe to the newsletter and you will figure out what's coming next week. Because we don't know what's coming next week, but it will be in the newsletter for sure. It's in the description of this video. So make sure you check out the newsletter. We drop free picks in there. We do some deep dives on prospects. And a little Mm. bit of the analytical database from Jordan Backus goes into the newsletter every week. So make sure you tap into that and check that out. Um, again, link in the description of this video and the description of the podcast. So check out the newsletter, subscribe, and the content for next week will definitely be in the newsletter. We appreciate y'all. Have a fantastic weekend. Be safe. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Eat good, drink good, but make sure you wake your ass up Monday with your boy Ray and Jay. We out of this thing. Peace. Peace.